0: If you think you are leading and no one is following, all you are doing is taking a walk. Good morning, friends, peers, and family. My name is Joel Christensen, founder of Christensen Academy and co founder of the Professors Institute for Professional Advancement, or known as PIPA. Our mission is to serve the greater good of businesses, to help put them in a better position to succeed and thrive. I am very excited to start this new podcast on Joelisms, a forum that will allow me to share a little wit and wisdom from some of the life lessons I have learned from a lifetime of experience. It is my hope that you will be enlightened and even empowered from the topics I have a passion for an interest in and am curious about. All I ask is that you take from these podcasts only what feels right and good to you, and that you can use and apply in your personal and professional life. Hello again to all of you out there listening to uh, Joelism's and uh, Joel's podcasts. I appreciate your uh, participation in the podcast, and again, I thank you for that. Uh, Today's going to be devoted to talking about values-driven leadership. There are lots of leadership styles out there. There's coach-style leadership, bureaucratic leadership, democratic leadership, autocratic leadership, laissez-faire, transformational, and transactional. I'm going to talk about values-driven leadership simply because without a center, a core of values, no other style matters. So let me begin with this statement from Zig Ziglar. He said that every human undertaking requires leadership. Even a two-car parade gets fouled up if you don't decide ahead of time who is going to lead. Leaders lead, others follow. What is it that makes some people lead and others follow? I submit that it has to do with passion, motivation, and an unwavering commitment for excellence and doing the right thing. Leaders transform, they inspire, they coach, they value leadership, they care, they share, they affirm, they appreciate. They value those they serve. They are present, and they serve. Why am I sharing this podcast on values-driven leadership? Because I know what it feels like to get to a position of leadership, to be trusted, and then lose my way, to lose my passion, to lose my desire for excellence. To lose my core values to the disease of addiction. And it was a long slog back to be trusted again as a leader. Why did I persevere? Because it was what I was called to do. I was called to write, to speak, to teach, and to lead. It never left my soul. Recovery has taught me the value of doing what is right, to persevere, to be of service, and to live a no excuse life. There can be no greater calling, no greater privilege, no greater responsibility, no greater purpose than to be a leader and lead. It is a sacred bond of trust that must never be compromised. When you think of a value, what comes to your mind? Webster defines value as that which has worth, that which is sacred and significant. Leadership is not an entitlement. People work their way into it. They pay the toil for it. It is a sacred privilege that is earned. Leadership is significant and it does matter, and it does make a difference. When I think of a value, I think of the core values of truth, trust, respect, integrity, compassion, fairness, responsibility, and accountability. Values are your rules in life. They are essential to a fulfilling life. Values shape and define your character, who you are as a person. They act as a moral compass. Values are the guiding principles that give your life and business good orderly direction. And that good orderly direction is a direct result of being clear about what you value and what you won't compromise. There is a story told about a motorist driving through a dense fog following the taillights ahead of her. The driver in front did all the squinting, worrying, and navigating. Suddenly, the car in front stopped and the two cars collided. Hey, why didn't you signal before you stopped, yelled the woman behind. Why should I, came the reply. I am in my own garage. If you fail to pay attention, your life or business can follow a comparable path. Without a clear value system, you can travel through a dense fog and end up in someone else's garage and blame them for it. Blame seems to be a rite of passage in our culture today, doesn't it? But there is a universal truth about blame, and that is it eventually finds its way back to Its rightful owner. The energy spent on blaming can be better used on leading and succeeding. And to make my point about the value found in leadership and working together, collaborating for the greater good, and never once whining about their roles or caring about who gets the credit, can best be found in the lessons taught by geese. As each goose flaps its wings, it creates an uplift or a synergy for other geese to follow. By flying in a V formation, the geese add 70% greater flying range than if each goose flew alone. What's the lesson? Teamwork, collaboration, not caring who gets the credit. People who share a common direction, trust, and respect each other, have a sense of community and a commitment to efficiency and excellence, get where they are going quicker and easier because they are traveling on the thrust of one another. When a goose tires, it rotates to the back of the formation as another goose flies to the point opposite. What's the lesson? It pays to take turns doing the hard tasks and sharing leadership responsibilities. As with geese, people are interdependent on each other and need to trust each other's talents and skills. When a goose falls out of formation, it quickly feels the drag and resistance of flying alone. When it moves back into formation, it takes advantage of the lifting power of the goose in front of it. What's the lesson? Even though we are individuals, if we had as much common sense as a goose, it is imperative to stay in formation with those headed in the same direction as we are. When a goose gets sick or wounded, two geese drop out of formation and follow it down to help and protect it. They stay until it dies or can fly again. Then they launch out in formation and fly to get caught up with their flock again. The lesson? Again, if we just had as much sense as the geese, we will stand by each other in times of adversity, as well as times when we are enjoying success. The geese flying in formation honk to remind the geese in front to keep up their speed. Again, what's the lesson? Make sure your honking is encouraging. You build trusting relationships and creative, uh, positive energy and synergy when you affirm another's good work. Appreciate their good work and value their good work. People who are affirmed feel appreciated, and valued are happier, they're more productive, they're more efficient, and most important, they're more likely to stay. Another Joel truth is that affirmations are not a budgeted item. While preparing this podcast on value-driven leadership, I was reminded of a parable told to me by an ethical mentor, who introduced me to the concept of value-driven leadership and why it should matter to me. It is is a story about a wise grandfather who told his grandson about a battle of choice that often raged within him. The battle was between two wolves. One is filled with the evils of self-pity, stinking thinking, anger, regret, resentment, and greed. The other is filled with the values of humility, happiness, kindness, compassion, and truth. The grandson was curious and asked, well, which one wins, grandfather? After a bit of a pause, the wise grandfather responded, the one I choose to feed. You have heard me say this in other podcasts, that your life is the sum total of what you think what you feel, what you choose, and who and what you attract in life. Life attracts like. Let me restate that. Like attracts like. You must feed the right wolf. There has been much written about leadership. Much has been spoken about it at conferences by self-proclaimed expert motivational speakers on leadership. Perhaps leadership can best be summed up by an anonymous source who wrote the following, simply titled, Leader. I went on a search to become a leader. I searched high and low. I spoke with authority, people listened, but alas, there was one who was wiser than I, and they followed that person. I sought to inspire confidence, but the crowd responded, Why should I trust you? I postured and I assumed the look of leadership with an expression that flowed with confidence and pride. But many passed me by and never noticed my air of elegance. I ran ahead of the others, pointed the way to new heights. I demonstrated that I knew the route to greatness. And then I looked back and I was alone. What should I do? I queried. I've tried hard and used all that I know. And I sat down and pondered long and hard. And then I listened to the voices around me. And I heard what they said and saw what they were trying to accomplish. I rolled up my sleeves and joined in the work. As we worked, I asked, Are we all together in what we want to do and how we want to do it? And then we thought together and we fought together and we struggled together toward our goals. I found myself encouraging the faint-hearted. I sought the ideas of those too shy to speak out. I taught those who had little skill. I praised those who worked hard. When our task was completed, one of the people turned to me and said, this would not have been done but for your leadership. At first I said, I didn't lead. I just worked with the rest of you. And then I understood that leadership was not a goal. It was simply a way of reaching a goal. I lead best when I help others go where together we have decided to go. I lead best when I help others to realize their potential and discover their talents. I lead best when I think less about myself as a leader and focus on the greater good of the group. I have the privilege of leading. Leaders lead, others follow. And they follow because they believe in where the leader is leading them. They believe in their talents and competence. They believe in their honesty. They believe in their character. They trust them to do the next right thing. And so in the final analysis, how do value-driven leaders really lead? Well, let me suggest that they lead with core beliefs and values that come from the heart. There's a beautiful Latin phrase, ab imo pectora, which means from the heart. And the HEART is an acronym for honesty, empathy, accountability, respect, and trust. If you or your organization have not defined your core beliefs and values, it is imperative that you do so. I offer you the following four questions that will serve as a guide to help you get started and, the, and to identify them. One. One. What do you and your business stand for? Two, what gives your life and business purpose and meaning? Three, what principles or ethical code of conduct governs you and your business? Four, what won't you compromise as a leader and as a business? Values, core beliefs, and guiding principles are what determine character, and character is what determines your ethical conduct, your reputation, your credibility, and your legacy. You won't become a value-driven leader without them. The takeaway today on leadership is this. If you think you are leading and no one is following, all you are doing is taking a walk. Thank you for listening, and I'll look forward to to sharing time with you on the next podcast of Joelisms. If you are looking for a common sense speaker, help with your business and strategic planning, books by Joel, or continuing education credits in ethics and managing your time to be more efficient and productive, please contact me at speakerjoel at ymail.com or through my websites www.joelcspeaking.com or www.professorsinstitute.com.